Hey, everybody. My name is Justin Murphy, and this is the Other Life Podcast, where I talk with indie creators, digital hustlers, and unique internet personalities about how to escape from institutional conformity and succeed on the internet instead. To learn more about the Other Life Project, go to otherlife.co. That's otherlife.co. And if you like what I'm doing, I just have one quick favor to ask. Please go and just leave a review in iTunes. It really helps others find the show, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much, and a big shout out, especially to my patrons. I could not do this without you all. So thanks. And now, on to the show. We're live. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Other Life Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, or you can just hang out with us on YouTube, whatever you want. We are excited to do the second in our series of this new format that we're trying. We're doing kind of reaction style videos, and we got a lot of positive feedback from last week. And it was also just honestly fun. We had a we had a hoot doing it. So uh, you know, in general, when you're making content on the internet, whenever you find something that people give you a lot of positive feedback for, and it's also fun, you just double down on that thing. So we're going to do this at least every other Friday night. And I mean, if, if, people, if people continue liking it as much as they, they do, then we might even do it a few times a week. We'll see. We have a, a whole agenda of excellent topics to be reacting to prepared by Ben. Say what's up, Ben. Hey, what's up? Ben, you were one of the stars of the show last time. Everyone in the comments really loved your short but enthusiastic appearance. Yeah, I don't really understand. But hey, for those of you who aren't hey, following along great. with the drama, uh, Ben has moved to Austin to help me build out my YouTube channel. Uh, but he's still finishing his undergraduate degree. So I'm not paying him yet because he's not working for me too hard yet. But the goal is we've we've explicitly dis- declared this goal that uh, when he graduates in May, I want to start paying him a proper salary. But in order to do that, he has to really prove that he's he's dedicated and he has to prove that he's he's capable. So his goal is to double my subscriber count in the next three months. <laughs> All right. It's taken me like two years to get to 10,000 subscribers because I've never really taken this seriously. But now we're taking it seriously. And uh, Ben's helping me out. And if he can get me to, te- if he can double my subscriber count to 20,000 subscribers in three months, I will give him $5,000 lump sum payment. Yeah. So uh, subscribe to the channel if you want to help Ben get his chicken tenders. Please. And also, any super chats in this hangout tonight is go, they're all going to go directly to Ben. So just keep that in mind and and we'll do our best to reply to every super chat if we can, if we can get it in there. So, Absolutely. all right. So, so you all know me, I don't really pay. I don't, I can't really keep up with the youth culture. There's always interesting things going on in the internet, but I'm kind of busy with my own writing and, and building my own businesses and all the things I'm hustling on. So I don't personally pay too much attention to stuff going out on the, you know, internet gossip landscape, but Ben has his ear to the ground for us. And I asked him to accumulate some interesting artifacts from the internet and have me, and, and he's just going to show them to me and I'm just going to give you my, my honest immediate reaction. So we have some interesting snippets from Eric Weinstein, uh, who I, you know, quite like, I think he's a very smart dude, very interesting dude. Uh, but I, we have some concern that he might have gone off the, gone off the rails lately. We, we think, um, we don't know exactly what's going on. We're going to try to get to the bottom of it. We're going to try to diagnose where he's at, but, we fear that maybe he's losing it. So we're going to try yeah. to, we're going to try to analyze that and come to some kind of sophisticated verdict that is completely accurate. 
And uh, we also got some, We Ben has found some incredible alpha males, uh, some incredible mating and, and dating tactics yeah. on TikTok. Very interesting styles, different people out there, men out there on TikTok getting the ladies. So uh, I will interject here. This was also uh, uh, my friend, Neil, uh, help, help me out. Uh, shout out to Neil. Yeah. Shout out to Neil. If you want to, you know, recommendations, put, his, put yeah, put his link in the, in the show notes or whatever. Um, yeah. Also shout out to, to Paul town who, uh, oh, yeah. brought the Eric Weinstein schizo yeah. hours to our attention. So yeah, that's another thing for people out there listening to this. Uh, we would love for you to submit anything you want us to react to. And in fact, I even made a phone number that you can text things to Ben. Can you flash that phone number on there Yes, I'm going and to flash it. say the number? Uh, I made this specifically you want so me to say it. Yeah, and and show it. So you can text me. This is literally going to go to my phone. So that way, if just say hi, I'll respond to you personally. And then throughout the week, if you find anything that is hilarious on the internet, I would love for you to send it to me, or just interesting or fascinating. I would love for you to send it to me, and we'll do our best to actually respond to it. So, all right, Ben. Okay. Should we, should the number is three zero three five two nine two zero four seven. There you go. So text me. I'll get that on my phone. I will reply to you personally. And then that way, if you ever want to forward us something that you think is awesome for the show, we'll be glad to build up a, you know, a, a, a audience generated stockpile of interesting things to comment on and refer to. So, all right, Ben, what Absolutely. do you think? Should we, should we get on with the I show? Think we should get oh, on ben, with it. Hit record on there. Oh yeah. It's sorry. okay. That's no, not your fault. Cool. We're all right, recording. let's do this. So what do we have here? Ben, so first, um, give give me an, a verbal introduction to what what this first alpha male on TikTok right. is. Verbal inter. I mean, I don't know if he needs much of an introduction. I think it really speaks for itself. This clip, but uh, all right, let's. I guess let's, yeah. Let's just let's make just sure they have it. audio so they can hear. Yeah, it. he's got audio. Um, I don't want to reveal too much. Here we go. All right, and I've got it. All right, there you go. Great. So we're gonna play this. Play that. Calling all sluts, eighteen and over. <laughs> If you are a female slut, I will literally marry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we got a lot going on there. <laughs> the one, I mean, the, the first, the first issue here, my friend, is that you can only marry one person, and if you're sending your message out to all, I don't even want to say the word. It's a very naughty word. You know, S L U T S. Then you're only going to be able to marry one of them. <laughs> So that's the first problem this guy's got is he's going to have too many sluts on his hands. And then, he, ha, you know, is he going to marry them all? He seems to be promising them all that he's going to marry them, but that's legally not going to ha happen. So I would say false advertising first problem. But the second problem is, do you really want to marry? <laughs> do you really want to marry a slut is the first question. But even on top of that, that's just the beginning of your problems here, man, because do you really want to marry a, not only a slut, but a slut who replies to this solicitation on TikTok? <laughs> also, I want to note the title of this yeah, TikTok. Yeah, no, this is great. Um, somebody get they grandpa. Get they. Somebody get they grandpa. What does that mean? It's gender neutral. Well, I don't know. That is, oh, is that added on by a user maybe? Probably. Yeah, so that's like a comment. Somebody get they grandpa, like this. someone's grandpa's. Yeah, this guy might be on Ambien. Possibly. Mm -hmm. I noticed that he's lying down. Um, you're you're generally when you take Ambien, you're supposed to go directly to sleep or else you're going to get yourself in, into some kind of trouble. This looks like it could be a case of 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 uh, divergent Ambien use, possibly. But um, I do appreciate that he said only 
women who were over 18. That yeah. was very responsible of him, honestly. Yeah, seriously. So I, I, I pretty I, wholesome, pretty ho- relatively wholesome. I mean, he is trying to turn sluts into wholesome married women. Yeah. So that's kind of a pro social, good attitude. Um, Ben, do we have a super chat there? You want, yeah, is we it do. on point or it's, uh, let's see. So flash maybe we there. should accumulate them for the end. What do you, yeah, think? maybe, maybe, yeah, well, we'll it doesn't go. look like it's related. Okay. We're going to gonna do all super chats, but we're going to do them at the end. So st- hang tight. We'll go Great. through all of them. Yeah. Sorry. Sw- Swiss and three. We will get to this. Thank you. $5. Wow. That's all right, Ben. Do you have any amazing. takes on this guy? Um, um he's seems... just super fucking cool. I'd love to hang out with them. I'd love to. Do we think that this and... do we think that this strategy is going to work? Like do you think a guy like this at his age saying calling all sluts <laughs> if you're over 18, I will marry you. Do you think that actually gets any replies? You think he's got some cuties sliding in his DM? Maybe uh, some really quirked up shoddies no, yeah, sliding sure. in those DMs. Yeah, probably. I mean it depends on if he actually broadcast this on TikTok or I don't know where it was if this is calling all sluts. Oh, sorry. 18 and over. If you are a female slut. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I like yeah. how I, I kind of appreciate how it's super horny and thirsty, yeah. but also wholesome. Like he's not saying if you're a slut and you're over 18, I'm going to do X, Y, <laughs> yeah. naughty thing to you. It's like if you, it's it, he's, he uses this sultry voice that's extremely horny, just dripping with horniness. But the punchline is, you know, let's have a wholesome, proper marriage. So I'm oh. I, I'm kind of with it. Wow, what do you what do you make of these two home buttons? Home buttons. Yeah, you know, like in a on an iPhone that the home button that you can toggle. Yeah, what does it mean? I don't know. There's two of them, and I'm wondering what. No clue. That might just be an artifact of the recording. I think that's pretty cool. All Um, right. Well, I would love to get this guy on the podcast. I'd like to learn. I'd like to learn if he ever has any success with this tactic. Um, it's pretty alpha, though. I gotta say, it's pretty alpha. I don't think it's a winning strategy, but this guy clearly doesn't give a fuck, and he's um. You know, given where he's at in his life, that this could feasibly get you a quirked up shoddy who's down to get married. And, um, you know, at least he's trying to get married. I applaud him for that. That's my final my final verdict on this. Yeah. Let's, what, what else do we got? OK, so I'm going to take you back. Um, no. Like a lot of men his age, they just want hookers or they want to like jerk off or whatever. But this guy wants to get married. And honestly, I applaud that. You know, at least he's at least he's got his, his eyes on 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 the right prize. Yeah, for sure. So we're gonna go to the the next. All right, this is this is a really great example, I think. Ben, you want to pull up my phone number and leave it up just so people because yeah. that's new. I just want I just want people to be able to see that. Absolutely. I'm kind of terrified of what kind of quirked up shit people are gonna send me, but just leave that up for the most part. Yep, it's up. Okay, so Sweet. next on the list we have a really this is like a genuine display of alpha energy at all levels, and I kind of aspire to be this alpha. All right, let's in do my it. Life. So here we go. You forgot the audio. Yes, I did. It's okay. I got your back, Ben. We're still getting adjusted to the technology here, but have no fear. Ben will be a pro in no time. Folks, by the way, subscribe to the channel. About 80% of you watching this right now are not subscribed to the channel. And uh, we're doing a lot of these videos and other awesome things. So please do subscribe. We're really focusing on growing the subscriber growth. All right, let's let's see that. What there do we, we have go. here? Wait, Ben, before you do yep. it, any, any introduction, any context we need to have? I don't really know what the context of this is, really. I think it's just okay. a display of alpha okay. energy. Let's see these alphas. Become alpha. Oh, you little bastard. You want to challenge my pack? Well, I hate to say this, but I'm not the alpha that you want to challenge. Because my true alpha is right there. <laughs> okay, pause it. So if you want to challenge one of us, 
first thing i just have to comment on i i love the balding patterns here we got <laughs> we have two different balding patterns the first one who at least this guy to his credit he's saying look i'm not the alpha here he knows his yeah, place in the yeah. pack i respect that that's good it's like plato says you know justice is a well-organized harmony it's when everyone knows their place both when, when when the parts of the soul know know their place but also the parts of the city or the parts of the city state know their place when everything knows its place that is one way to summarize the state of justice according to plato so the first guy i'm getting good vibes yeah. he knows his place he knows he's not alpha but then the second guy here let's i just want to know so badly why he has this bald spot <laughs> in the front which is what do you mean you never see a bald spot in the front like that that's not male pattern baldness which i've <laughs> which i've been studying lately uh for obvious reasons that is like it looks like he got banged on the head by like a baseball bat and then had surgery like he had multiple stitches and uh, they had to kind of like clear, they had to shave the, the head or something like that. All right, so this guy's the alpha. He is kind of, he's he's more jacked. Okay, so I'll give him credit for that. But I'm just very curious to know how you get that kind of bald patch, that circular bald patch in the front. So that's the first thing I'm flagging. But all right, carry on. Could be like chemo or cancer treatment. Or oh, something gosh, kind of. I hope not. But let's see what else all is right. going on here. Two alphas right there. So if you want to challenge one of us, you have to go through all of us. Ain't that right, Alpha? So true. I'm back. <laughs> I stepped down because I had to. Now I'm back. So, you want to challenge? <laughs> let's challenge. <laughs> you want to fight me one-on-one? -on -one? Well, listen up well. He was my trainer. So I suggest you shut up and sit your ass down <laughs> before you have to deal with him. And I'm ready. And we're all ready. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like how the woman tries to get an, a word in edgewise. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, shut up. Bitch. <laughs> I don't even know what she's tried to say at the beginning. And she, okay. So many things going on here. Let's break this down. I feel like this might take a half hour to, yeah, to get to the bottom of everything going on here. Um, so one thing that jumps out to me is I feel like the, this might be um, a, a, a three-way menage a trois and I think the guys might be gay, frankly. Yeah. Because he here's where I picked up on 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 the gaydar. The gaydar started beeping when maybe you could rewind to this and replay it. Yeah. Where he, the guy who's saying he's not the alpha, bends backwards. That is very gay. Just where he bends his head <laughs> oh, yeah. backwards. Just play that part. If that's not gay, I don't I don't know what is. Ain't that right, alpha? So true. All right, that looks like a sex. <laughs> <laughs> That looks like a sex pose, okay? It the, the guy on the bottom, it looks like this guy has experience with balls in his mouth because that's like the kind of posture you put yourself in. Uh, it, it, you should never really have that posture towards another man unless you've been there before and you're doing naughty things with that man, all right? That's the, that's the first thing. The second thing I would say, and this is a practical lesson for all you young men out there, I mean, I respect that the, the beta bro is knowing his own place. That is a good... And noble thing but you don't want to you don't want to be so submissive about it you know generally you want to kind of steer clear of that like if you know you're dominated if you know you're the beta you, you kind of go your separate way you should kind of look away right um you shouldn't be like groveling to the alpha male in this obsequious way that that's kind of gross that's why i, I detect there there is some homosexuality going on here oh uh, sorry yeah. to interrupt, but we're we're getting a comment that someone has context. Apparently, the skinny guy is married to the woman and often makes angry videos saying he's not gay. So oh, okay. All right, maybe not. Take just, that. You know. All right. 
All right, we have some data, incoming data. Apparently, the guy claims to not be gay. I respect that. Maybe he's, I, I mean, I'll take him at his word. So the woman here, this is kind of interesting. Uh, she tries to talk halfway through it, yeah, and he, he basically just talks over her. So that's. So you want to challenge? <laughs> let's challenge. You want to fight me one on one? Well, listen up well. He was my trainer. So I suggest you shut up and sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. Bef- Right there, yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Yes, yeah, sit your ass down." Sit your ass down. And then he just talks over her, basically. Before you have to deal with him. <laughs> okay, so yeah, she seems like she's having fun. I like she makes kind of little flirty faces. Yeah. She's, she's she's basically flirty. like the trophy wife. She's like she has she's a posture, quirked up, shoddy. Yeah, well, actually, she's the sanest person here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she seems very normal. Actually, she seems pretty pretty well adjusted person. Um, I like the the sexy eyes she makes at a certain point. She's kind of doing her own version of the, uh, you know, the pinup model. She's yeah. basically the, she's basically a pinup model. No, oh, yeah. Um, I suspect that these men are sharing this woman, though. I have to say, I, I'm guessing. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'm guessing they share because, well, the guy's admitting he's a beta to this guy's alpha, and if you know, uh, there's nothing that better defines that difference than access to the woman. So. Um, I just want to know where that guy got that bald spot from yeah, in the front. That is some next level balding. All right. Well, who's um, who are they talking to, by the way? I I am not clear on that at all. So it opens are they talking to me? It are could be. Yeah, it, it could be you. All right. Uh, well, that would be all of us. That would that would be that would be some next level content. But uh, I guess it's like TikTok. So in TikTok, I think you can reply to other people. I think that they're replying to this yeah. this poor kid. I feel yeah. bad for this poor kid. He just made a short video saying something really quick, and now he's got this like deranged meth head menage a trois <laughs> like attacking him. Um, but okay, all right. Um, any? Do you have any comments on this one, Ben? I mean, I just, I just love it. I've, I've watched this probably like one hundred times, and I just can't get enough. I mean, oh yeah, I guess you can see. It looks like there's a little icon here. Maybe that's their profile picture okay. of this guy, and it looks like they are like okay. Well, you know what? In some way, I, I don't so. see anything bad about this video like they're not doing anything you know i i thought i detected a little bit of homosexuality hey you know people do their own thing i'm not here to judge that but uh yeah you know the content is relatively it's relatively uh there's nothing it's it's a little strange but there's nothing to object to in particular yeah and those are my observations that's my reaction great so let's go to the next one then let's move on we now have um Oh, this is a this is a great one. This is actually really right, any any intro context we should be aware of, Ben. Context for this one is uh, basically just hearing real talk from from a real person uh, about how to conduct your life in an authentic way. Uh, All right, and I think people will appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, really is valuable for me to hear. So, all right, let's do this. Excited to share it all with you. You you keep forgetting it, Ben. The audio. I, I thought I I thought I shared it. Oh, Maybe I didn't see it. You have to click the box. So I, I'm pretty sure I did. Oh, there. maybe my glasses aren't. No, it's working. all right. Let, let me just double check. To, to be safe, I'm going to do it again. Um, <clears throat> share audio. Yes. Yeah, I think I was right for what it's worth, but I could be wrong. Yeah, you're, all, cool. yeah, you're right. Um, okay. You, you right. ready? Let's do it. Here we go. Ain't no hope. I'm giving fucking hope, man. Hope. Hope you're going to pay your goddamn rent. Hope your car work. Come on, man. Ain't no bullshit. I'm just saying I think a lot of black people. It ain't got nothing to do with them in here. If you say I'd like to go to Paris this year, but I can't afford, you just told 75 trillion cells to see to you don't get to Paris. Huh? That's who you are. And when you find that out, huh? 
when you find that out, when they told me I had the worst cancer you can find, huh? I told my son, Doc, I said, don't show that till after your sister and I gave it a report. How could they do this? And said, Biff, you better get out of here. You think I'm leaving this pussy here kid for your high school sweetheart? You out your mind? I ain't going nowhere. I know I'm not going nowhere. If you hope, hope don't work. You never heard no rich, powerful motherfucker say hope. Was yeah, that muting it? Yeah, no. Uh-oh. Whatever. Um, Was that me? Did people hear that? I wouldn't worry about it. It was probably some little momentary glitch. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess we could replay it. Well, we're, we're, we're going to replay it Anyway, as we watch it. Okay, so what I'm seeing here basically is we got this very confident, articulate, older black man preaching some legit gospel here. I basically can agree with everything he said. I think he's got the right attitude. No hope, no fear is a good slogan. That was the slogan of Caravaggio. No hope, no fear. It's a really good dictum because basically it's like Spinoza says, If I recall correctly, Spinoza says that hope is the feeling of joy, but attached to some image of the past or the future. So you don't really want hope. That hope is not something to strive for or to value in in its own right, because it's it's contingent. It's dependent on things that can be taken away. So what you really want is a kind of permanent joy that doesn't depend on anything past or future. So he's. I love the critique of hope. I I completely agree with this. I, I I think you should have no interest in, in hope. Hope is a kind of, it's a concept for weaklings. And no disrespect that some people need that. And if, if people need hope, then they, they should have that. But it is it is a consolation prize. Hope is a consolation prize. It's a way, it's a cope, in other words. It truly is. Uh, hope, hope is a kind of dream of a future to make it possible for you to withstand the present that you don't find worthy of affirmation. But what you really want is a, permanent affirmation you want to like Nietzsche says you want to say yes to life you want to be constantly saying yes and your your joy should not depend on any image of the past or the future and to hope too much is to kind of get addicted to a certain attachment to either nostalgia or some kind of dream and yeah so I, I love what this guy's saying he's mm-hmm. totally right now what was he saying about Paris like you want to go to Paris here replay yeah, the whole video it's really a short good. one yeah just in case um people didn't catch it here we go Mm-hmm. Ain't no hope. I'm giving fucking hope, man. Hope. Hope you're going to pay your goddamn rent. Hope your car work. Come on, man. Ain't no bullshit. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying I think a lot of black people are being brainwashed. It ain't got nothing to do with them. And here, if you say I'd like to go to Paris this year, but I can't afford you just told 75 trillion cells to see to you don't get to Paris. Pause it. Huh? That's who you all right, two things to note here. I like that he's invoking this idea of talking to your cells. Uh, never really heard of that. It's quite interesting, though. I like I like this way of thinking. Also, I find it kind of funny that the guy asking him was he sounds like a younger kind of woke dude who's like basically trying to talk about racism and black people are being brainwashed, man. He's like, no, they're not. Just talk to your cells about what is true, and all of those cells will listen. It's pretty based, honestly. So, all right, keep it going. You are, and when you find that out, huh? When you find that out, when they told me I had the worst cancer you can find, huh? I told my son, Doc, I said, Don't show that to your mother because after your sister get married, and I gave it a report. Could they do this? I said, Bill, you better get out of here. You think I'm leaving this pussy here for your high school? So he told you out your mind. I ain't going to pause it. What did you just say, Ben? Uh, I'm not sure. He said something about a pussy in high school. He's saying something about he learned he got cancer, and then he came home and he's like, Don't, don't tell. 
don't tell the girls about this. Yeah, don't tell your mother. But I, I could not catch what he was saying about getting pussy. Really, no, let's that. hear it. This pussy be here for your high school sweetheart. This pussy be here for your high school sweetheart. You out your mind. I ain't going nowhere. I know I'm not going. If you hope, hope don't work. You never heard no rich, powerful motherfucker say hope. All right, that was based. That yeah. final line is yeah. incredibly based. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of truth to it. I also really like this attitude of not caring what doctors say. I yes. mean, I don't want to preach to those of you listening out there anything, you know, irresponsible. I want you to take care of yourself. So you need to see a doctor, see a doctor. So I don't want to be irresponsible <laughs> here. But me personally, I avoid doctors like the plague. Mm -hmm. uh, if I found out that I had cancer, I would be exactly like this guy. I'd be like, fuck you. I'm not going to die. Yeah. I'm so. just going to, I'm just going to overpower it mentally. And I completely yeah. agree with this guy. If I found out that I had cancer, I would not even tell my wife. And I would not tell anyone around me. Mm -hmm. I think, People criticize this as like toxic masculinity, how men don't talk about their feelings enough and they 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 bury things inside of them. But guess what? That's why men are fucking cool because they're tough and they bear the burden of the world for the people around them. And I admire that. And this guy clearly has that kind of ethic. Um, I'd say this kind of runs in my family. My my dad and my grandfather are kind of the same, have a similar spirit. And, I think it's I think it's noble. I think it's defensible. I think if you are sick, if, if if the world is beating you down, as a man, your job is to bear that burden, and you don't ask for support. You don't ask for a shoulder to cry on. You don't spread that misery or anxiety to other people. What makes you a man and what makes you noble is that you just bear that burden silently to save the people you love from having to worry about things. That is essentially what the man's job is in a family. And yeah, some people will call that toxic, but I think those people just don't understand that is, that's the thankless task of being a man. Okay, we're getting comments saying fix Justin's audio. Um, not sure. Okay, check, check the uh, mic. Go to, If you go to cam mic down, down go down. Yes, I see. Yeah, what mic yeah, is. So um, we're Oh, it's the wrong mic. Are you fucking kidding? Me? Yeah. Oh my god. How did that happen? So we want Roadcaster. Roadcaster is not even showing up. It's not an option. No. Okay. So just uh That's very strange. Turn it off and turn it back on. The Roadcaster? Yeah. It's in the back of the mic, right? Alright, folks, we'll get this sorted. Man, that's very interesting. Yeah. I've never seen them do that. I wonder if that has to do with like the switching the videos. Like the sharing. Um, what about now? Fucking technical bullshit. I yeah. hate this shit. Just check the mic. Go to. You can see it if you go down okay. to cam mic. Yep. yep. Um, no, I'm getting cow. All right, Ben, you're gonna have to entertain them. Sit here. <laughs> oh, I'll fix it. Oh fuck. Hold on. This is I mean, fucking bullshit. I hate fucking technical shit. Yeah, this sucks. Um, I know. I should no, be the fine. one fixing it. We're gonna this. figure this out. It's just it's something related to me. Okay, they're saying it sounds good. Still, just sounds distant. Yeah, it's not right. It's not right. Just sit there. Fuck. Okay. Just sit there and fucking entertain them. Okay. But I mean, I guess they, they can't even hear me. Yeah, well, just fucking dance like a dancing bear. I can't do that. I'll figure it out. Can you hear me? Can I? I'll figure it out. All right, you figure it out. Um, I wish people told us earlier. Yeah, I know. Um, that's, that's probably my, my fault. Oh, uh, you know what? I bet you I know. Um, All right. This is no, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just looking at everything. No, stand there so okay. people uh, don't think they're. Yeah, no, sit there. Okay. Sit there. Uh, so people don't think that 
it's an empty fucking <laughs> empty fucking live stream with nothing going on can, then, can you hear this so this it's not coming through this mic i see it's coming through the, the roadcaster but i guess the roadcaster isn't i'm so fucking yeah. sick of yeah, fucking technical mishaps it's like some serious fucking bullshit. Yeah, this is all Everything crazy. was perfect last time. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Uh, not your fault, obviously. I'm just uh, want to want to get this right. Yeah. Well, good news. Uh, Barrett and I have a power back at our place. I know last time we, we were uh, kind of in a crisis mode, so that's good. Um, very grateful for that. But yeah, I guess I'm bringing the bad luck here to the studio today. Nah, it's not your fault. Um, we'll figure it out. Murphy's Law. It's, uh, is it still not on? Uh, um, all right, Ben, just keep talking, entertaining oh, them. Okay, hey, how, how's it going? I wish I could entertain you. I wish I uh, say or something, <laughs> say or do something entertaining uh, for you folks, great folks. Um, yeah, it's, it was really exciting to, to be back and to share these videos with you, but I guess, I don't, I don't know. It was... um, honestly, I don't know if you're allowed to. Um... <clears throat> oh, yeah. I don't. What I don't understand is if am I allowed to restart this tab? Um, this is crazy. Am I allowed to? I don't know if I can refresh this. Let's. All right, we're back. We're back. All right. We're back. Fuck, man, that sucked. We had the viewers. <laughs> the viewers were going through the roof. Oh, we were man. fucking in the groove, and then it all for the fucking moon. went kaput. Yeah, it was all my fault. Though. No, it's not no, Ben's fault no at fault. all. No, Just some random bullshit. For yeah. some reason, the mic was. Our nice mic was not getting it registered did by the kind computer. Kind of feel like intentional or directed. It could have been a directed assault. I mean, Eric Weinstein would. Yeah, I teach think he us. was trying to. Oh well, that I mean, this is a good segue into like. Look, Eric Weinstein says yeah. that if you become really powerful, there are going to be forces exactly. that come after you. He does to say take that. you down. So it's completely possible. Folks, in the future, if we sound weird, if we sound subpar, let us yeah. know as soon as you yeah. notice it. All right, so what do we got next? Okay. Oh, look, the viewers are coming right back. Yeah, there's see, no fine. problem. We're fine, yeah. Ben, fine. you keep forgetting. Look. What? No, no, I mean, but this there's no audio for this one. Oh, okay. So I, thought... I did that intentionally. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no but gotcha. yeah, good. Gotcha. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, okay, so let's, uh, so what did I just do? All right. Oh, okay, there we go. It was there and... Go ahead, pause that. Yeah, where's that coming from? One of the other tabs, yeah. I'm sure. All right, so here we're looking at a recent tweet from Eric Weinstein. And this was brought to our attention by Paul Town. Yeah. Shout out to great Paul. guy. Shout out to Paul Town. Great Real poster. Man. Great poster. And total alpha sigma, really. And basically, here you have Eric Weinstein on Twitter saying, "Please unthrottle this account." And by the way, he's linking to an article about himself. And it says, "It's enough." And making me say this to you in public when you won't respond in private is italics embarrassing to us both. I don't want to be doing this. Thank you. So this is a tweet that he is directing to Jack Dorsey himself. And he's doing it in the style that is basically saying, this could have been a personal spat between us, but I'm going public with this personal spat. Don't make me embarrass us. And okay, so this is fascinating for many reasons. This folks is just the tip of the iceberg. And I wanna say very, I wanna say very clearly, I liked Eric Weinstein. I admire Eric Weinstein. I do think he's uh, a genius. I think he's an interesting dude. And I think he's a great social theorist who actually has contributed a lot in recent years to thinking outside the box in a, in a public way. So I generally like him. I've talked with him only a few times um, on Clubhouse, but so I can't pretend to know him very well or anything like that. But uh, I guess I know him slightly. And 
folks, we have on our hands a lot of, how should I put this? There are a lot of weird ideas that Gen X people have in their minds that we need to, you know, as a public service, I think as a millennial, I need to disabuse some of my Gen X peers of, of some of their less reasonable ideas and attitudes. All right. So this is just the beginning of the iceberg. If you actually listen to Eric Weinstein in his different appearances, the guy, I don't know. I like him. I want what's best for him. This is a message of love to him, but I, I'm a little worried he might be losing it. I mean, as people are commenting in Paul Towns comments, uh, paranoid, neurotic, uh, yeah. schizo hours, Oh yeah. Twitter schizo um, folks. This is just the beginning. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through some of the other, some of the, some of the, how should I put this? possibly more deranged things that he has said before. And we're going to try to give them an honest diagnosis. You know, uh, we're going to try to get to the bottom of this. So first of all, yeah, I just want to say about this, that this item, uh, item one, exhibit a, that uh, this is a, this is a clever power move. Um, Cause he ba like, he's basically making it seem like he's close friends with Jack. Um, but <laughs> I mean, Jack has, uh, he literally founded Twitter. So do you know what this guy's DMs must look like? Do you, can you imagine what Jack Dorsey's DMs must look like? Like, Eric, I love you, man. But uh, if he's not replying to your DMs, maybe it's because he's way more famous than you and way busier, at least on Twitter, than you are. His DMs, at least, are way busier than you. And uh, look, Eric, it's called shadow banning. Welcome to the club. Like, <laughs> we've been out here for a while, all right? Like, anyone who says anything at all provocative gets their account throttled. So it's kind of like, dude, you know, it's somewhat self-important. This this looks and feels a bit a bit self-important um, to think that oh, you yeah. to think that you can bend the ear of Jack and as if people people get throttled or AKA shadow banned all the time. So this this is um, this is a little tone deaf. It's a little it rings rather conceited, and uh, I think he might be overestimating his his stature, his status. Uh, Jack is le is several levels above him in terms of internet clout, hmm. and he is Eric here is a little delusional in putting himself on the same level as Jack in this way, and it's an interesting play here to 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 basically accuse Jack of forcing Eric to go public with this and forcing this to be embarrassing. Whereas if you actually are friends with Jack, then going public with this is you kind of being a dick, you know, but I guess Eric yeah. here sees himself as Eric feels that he, he is kind of God's gift to society. So for Jack to not personally deal with Eric's account being unthrottled is a kind of like a, it's a social ill. It's like a public harm. If Jack does not personally unthrottle Eric, then it's a disservice to society. And therefore Eric is going to go public with this. Whereas the rest of us out here who have been, you know, thinking uh, outside of the box or, you know, how should we say, theorizing dangerously, everyone gets shadow banned. It's, it's been part of the game for a long time. So this is kind of a rookie mistake, Eric. No, no disrespect. But as a Gen Xer, I think you're kind of out of the loop. And uh, we, we, we public intellectuals who have been out here for many years analyzing things from the fringes have uh, been throttled many times. And it's just adapt, man adapt. You're not special. You're not being throttled because you're particularly dangerous. It's uh, just part of the game. And by the way, all the most interesting discussions are being, are taking place in private forums nowadays. So this idea that like Twitter is a kind of sacred public service and there are, there's this kind of epic grand importance to it. 
no, it's a shit show. It, it, it's, it's become more and more of a shit show. People take it less and less seriously. And, uh, it's, it's kind of all just a chaotic joke. The public web is all a big chaotic joke. And I think all the, all the really smart and forward people kind of know that already. So that's my take on this. So let's go to exhibit B. Great. Moving on exhibit B, which is a video. So, uh, excited. all right, let's do this. Okay. Sorry about that. Everyone. That was, a Oh, whatever experience. Okay. So this is, um, okay. So this is Eric Wines. Is it Steen or Stein? How do you pronounce it? Stein, I guess. Weinstein, I think. Stein. Okay. So this is his take uh, on Joe Rogan being attacked, right? That's All right. This is this is Exhibit A in Eric's possible schizotyping. I have been talking Unhinged. about the problem of of Joe for a long time. Um, the problem is is that when the system wakes up, they're going to want to control it, and they they have different. They come up with new different mechanisms of doing that. I guess one interesting one is cancel culture. Well, look it's, at the number of people around Joe who they've come after since they realized that Joe was really big. Joey Diaz, Brian Callen. All right, pause it. Um, Crystal. Okay, first thing here, they're massively overestimating the significance of Joe Rogan. Like he's definitely a huge figure, has a massive audience, all the power to him, but he's still just one of many, 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 you know, podcasts uh, in a massive, in, in an expanding ecosystem where in, influence and the distribution of attention is increasingly fragmented, even if he is bigger. So if you actually compare someone like Joe Rogan to someone, say, like Lucille Ball of I Love Lucy, <laughs> Lucille Ball captured a larger share of the national imagination, of the national attention than Joe Rogan does. It's confused by the fact that we now have global distribution, right? And we now have all of these different media platforms. But in some non-trivial sense, Joe Rogan is less influential than... Lucille Ball was, or you know Walter Cronkite, or whatever the 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 anchors, the news anchors of the of the golden age of broadcasting. So things are way more distributed and fragmented. Yeah, the people at the top have massive audiences because those are now global, and we have so many more different media and device types and stuff like that. There's an explosion in in you know the total supply, right? So that's the first thing is like these guys. No disrespect to these guys and this other guy who. Lex is his name. I get like, it. Lex. Yeah. These guys are kind of like, I like these guys. I don't want to throw too much shade, but they're, they're like way too impressed by Joe Rogan because they're friends with him. Right. So it's like, I get the vibe from these types of guys with no, dis no disrespect to them. They're just an honest as a social scientist. Mm -hmm. This is like my, my, my social psychological interpretation. I get the vibe that these, these are Gen X dudes who are super smart, but they never really got to like, fuck hot girls in college mm -hmm. and now they're in their 50s or whatever and they're friends with a dude who like fucked hot girls in college <laughs> and and that dude has a large audience and now they're like super super excited yeah. and thrilled by this kind of like social power that they have <laughs> and it leads them to crazy delusional uh kind of conceited attitudes yeah. that are just actually miscalibrated to to the larger reality like they're actually just not accurate so i mean this is a good example because he's now talking about like what is he talking about he's talking about how the people around joe rogan are being targeted mm. by who by like a they by <laughs> by the man I, like this is straight up this starts to get kind of delusional and i yeah. think it's because they're a little just overexcited by the little slice of, of of fashionable 
kind of social influence that they have and all the power to them. I think they're great. I'm glad they have this influence. I'm glad they're in the, I, I, I'm cool with the Joe Rogan universe. I, I, I'm glad these people have their audience, but the delusions of grandeur, I mean, these are, mm -hmm. these yeah. are delusions of grandeur, which then produce persecution delusions. So, all right, let's keep, let's keep playing it. Right. Aaliyah. Now I'm not saying that those are all related, but I do notice that there are, at least correlations between when Joe says something, and when something bad happens in Joe's universe. Wait, pause it. Okay. He just said, <laughs> I like this. He said, I'm not saying that they're related. I'm just saying that they're correlated. Well, dude, you're a smart guy and you know that a correlation is a, that's a relation if there ever was one. So yeah, I mean, he's so smart and I really like him. I guess like my message of love to, to, to these guys is like, I want Eric Weinstein to be, he should be writing books. He should be mm. focusing on his own content. He should be focusing on developing his own I, original ideas and analyses and publishing them to, to, to larger and larger yeah, what audiences. What about his universal theory of everything? Uh, we're going to get to that. Oh, sorry. We're going to yeah. get to that. But my point is he doesn't seem to be like working too hard on content. Like his podcast, I don't think has released a new episode in several months. And he's like, on clubhouse all the time, just basically talking into thin air and it disappearing. And then he's doing these types of appearances where he seems to think that he and his friend group are this like supreme, mm -hmm. like intelligentsia, uh, world power click yeah. that is going to be chopped down by the, who I don't, who, who do you think Ben this, is it the CIA? Is I it like, is it the, 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 the Davos crew? Like what well, I, I don't, I don't know who he imagines. The reptilians, yeah, I don't yeah, know who maybe. he imagines to be, yeah. <laughs> to be target to be targeting Joe Rogan and his yeah. friend group. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can just see basically his. I think the so here's what's going on: the the social power that he has accessed with his modest audience is melting his brain. It's making a very very smart man who is very capable of extraordinarily insightful social analysis start to say stupid shit that literally doesn't add up on a basic logical level. Like you just said, I'm not saying it's related. I'm just saying it's correlated. His brain is being melted by social power. And at the core of that, Ben, do you know what is at the core of that? Sex. Yeah, that sounds right. I think he's horny. Yeah. No disrespect. I think he's horny. I think, I think what's going on is, is he married, you know, it, well here. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not meddling in that or making okay. any comment commentary on that. I'm just saying that, I mean, when you get social power, and people are listening to you and you have this new kind of influence. It is, it is essentially a kind of erotic power. It's like, yeah, Oh, sure. people are looking at me. People admire me now. I knew that I used to be smart and I, you know, I've always been, you know, well off. I've always made good money and I've always known that I'm smart, but now all of a sudden people are looking at me with respect and admiration on a, on a fairly large scale, even though he's, you know, kind of middle tier in the, in the, in the power laws of, of social influence. And that mm. is, so intoxicating that it actually makes people stupid. It actually makes it hard for them to think clearly. Horniness? Horniness. That's right. It makes you. Well, yeah, because he's had like on his podcast, he's had like porn stars now. Yeah. Like, uh, Whoa, really? I for, yeah, I forget her name. One of the part, one of the porn stars. And uh, he's had like Anna Kachian also. And so like. Oh, yeah. Porn stars. Yeah. So <laughs> all, I'm, all, I'm, all I'm saying is that this guy is smarter than this. And I want him to be smarter than this. I want him to be focusing on original intellectual production. And. That would be awesome. He needs to he needs to go back to that and not fall into these traps of like stupid gossip, fashion, mm. uh, fashion disputes, 
which is essentially yeah, it's not what even this is. like cool. Like it's not even like Alex Jones, like unhinged. Cool. No, he's it's, way it's too like concerned. Cringe. It's yeah. Corny. He's just too concerned know. with like himself and his friend groups and power and this kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's like uh, a true, a true intellectual cool. should be detached from all of that. And they should just be working on their own writing and, 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 and research. Yeah. So, okay. That's my diagnosis, but let's, let's keep yeah, this going. Cool. All right. It's easier for me to believe that that's happening when it's happening around Joe himself. Yeah. But I'm worried about my friend. Yeah. And I don't necessarily want to push him towards being more if he doesn't want it. Because I don't think, I don't want to, I don't want to conscript people. He's got a great life. He's okay, got great, pause that. Okay. Everyone's his friend. We, we are escalating here. We are escalating. I think we are really getting into serious schizo hours. Eric, what are you talking about here? Yeah. You're saying, he's saying, I don't know if I should conscript my friend Joe into something bigger. What is he talking about? <laughs> like, it seems, it honestly, the only thing I can guess he's talking about, it sounds like, it sounds like Eric is thinking me and Joe Rogan could build a, an organization or a cabal mm -hmm. that is going to go on and do aggressive or ambitious. What? I don't know. So sociological uh, manipulation right. campaigns, right. Uh, propaganda yeah. campaigns. Um, kind of Navy SEALs yeah. invasions of other countries. Like, I don't know what, what is he talking about when he says, I love my friend, Joe. I don't know that he wants to do something bigger. I think, you know what this means? Huh. I really think this, I bet you what he seems to be referring to or revealing is that in their personal conversations, I bet you Eric has said things to Joe, like, Hey Joe, mm -hmm. dude, you're so fucking powerful, bro. <laughs> Let's build X, Y, or Z organization yeah. and X, Y, or Z organization fill in the blank is some fucking bonkers, like take over the world. Let's yeah. fucking, let's, let's teach all the sheeple what the truth yeah. is. And cause he talks about that in other, in other mm -hmm. interviews he's done where he talks about how, unfortunately the people in power who are smart don't want to really, you know, step up to, to, to the yeah. role that is in front of them. So I think this is what's going on. Eric actually wants to do large scale global kind of social psychological manipulation campaigns. Mm -hmm. And I think he believes that he and his smart friends who have a platform are, are morally obligated to do that. Yeah. And he is disappointed that Joe Rogan doesn't want to do it with him. That's what it seems to be. That's what he seems yeah. to be saying. I mean, if, if that's not the case, then he's literally just uh, rambling uh, nonsensically. He seems to be referring to exactly what I'm describing. Yeah. All right. So keep it playing. It's situation. He's done a huge service. Thank God. Do you know, like, how, how much do I owe Joe just for what he's done for you? To say nothing of what he's done for me or for Brett or for Sam or any of these people. And, you know, I, I'd like to think that we all try to give back. But I'm worried about Joe. He's well, not worried. One of the inspiring things about Joe yeah. is, I mean, he's in this war alone. And the way he fights the war is by just enjoying life. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> close okay. to things that he Pause loves. it. Stick a fork in this. We're not watching any more of this clip. All right. It's I can't watch any more of it. I'm done. What that's are they talking it. about? I don't know. So, okay. So, Lex, this guy, by the way, who, this guy, Lex, he's, um, who is he? What is he's he nice. He's a nice guy. He's a smart he nice? guy. To he be fair, nice, no, his, yeah. his interviews that he, he does are nice. awesome. He does, he interviews yeah. like science and technology geniuses, and it's really high quality stuff. Um, but I don't know what, I don't know where he, he did kind of come from the blue. He came out of the blue. Like he blew he up. A fed? He blew up real quick. I don't know if he's a fed, but he blew up real quick. And mm. it seems like Eric Weinstein just kind of referred to it. Did you notice when Eric was like, I'm thankful to Joe for what he did for you. Mm -hmm. That almost sounded like, it almost sounded like yeah. Eric back channeled with Joe Rogan 
and was like, hey, I know this guy, Lex. I need you to bl- help blow him up. Because, <laughs> no, because Lex, Lex Friedman did come out of nowhere, and he definitely got his initial rise from Joe Rogan appearances, I think. Hmm. He did a couple Joe Rogan appearances before he was big. And you do got to wonder how how he even got on Joe Rogan's radar. Uh, and it I, sounds I, like it's it's it sounds like basically it sounds like Lex Friedman is an asset of Eric Weinstein. Yeah. So now so basically uh Lex owes Eric Weinstein for all of his fame mm-hmm. and that was brokered through Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. So now basically Lex Friedman is a puppet of Eric Weinstein. That's cool. Well, I mean, notice that Lex Friedman doesn't really ever say anything interesting himself. He just interviews geniuses. And and that's awesome. Like he's cool. I like yeah, I like his really project. Cool. And I no disrespect to him. But if you actually look at his content, Lex Friedman doesn't say anything. Like he he does, you know, he's basically like an adjunct professor. Like a Um, it's saying here the the chat he's saying he's a postdoc at MIT. So yeah, I guess maybe he is featuring. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, that's cool. All all respect to them. But for people who don't understand academia, being a postdoc and teaching courses is like bottom of the totem pole and no, no disrespect to him whatsoever. I'm just saying yeah. like he's, he's, a, he's a, he's a very, very low level mm. uh, researcher and an academic, even at an institution like <laughs> MIT. Oh, and that's like, great. Uh, that's awesome. You know, no, I'm not taking anything away from me. He's yeah. a very smart dude. Absolutely. And he, he's legit in his background as a, as a research scientist yeah. and as a, I think he specializes in deep learning. I looked into it. Oh, cool. So I'm not throwing shade whatsoever. He's definitely super smart mm. and, and competent. I think he's going to do a startup or something like that. I'm just saying, giving I'm giving people the, the real context for people who don't understand <laughs> oh, academia. He's not like, he, he's he's bottom of the totem pole when it comes to academia, yeah. even if it's a, a prestigious field and a prestigious uh, institution, for sure. Oh, I got to give... Uh, yeah, throw it up there. I got to give uh, the, the nar, Narsta Estet uh, a shout out. He gave um, $5 to to inform us that Lex is at MIT. So thank you so much for that information and for the money yeah, totally. so I can eat right on later. So thank you so much. Buying uh, Ben those chicken tendies. All super chats yeah. go to Ben. So and then we got, a, go. we got another, I was just throwing this out here. Jared, right. Jared Morningstar sent a $2 and 69 cents. Really great number. I appreciate that with an emoji for me. There's a taco on it. That's great. Thank you, Jared. Thanks Jared. Really generous. All right. Nice. So I've had enough of this clip. It's way yeah, over I'm, the top. Like they're obsessed with Joe Rogan. <laughs> Basically they're both assets of Joe Rogan. They're in They're They're indebted to Joe Rogan. Are they shills? People, well, here's the thing. People like, People like this, and I know a lot of people like this, especially Gen Xers, they just, it's its very hard to not be addicted to power. And when you meet someone who is very powerful or has much more influence than you, and they give you a bump in life, they give you a platform, they make you famous. Like if someone comes into your life and makes you famous, its you feel indebted to them. You feel like you owe them a lot. And in a way, it can be really intellectually crippling because then you really feel like you have a master. You have a master. And there are a lot of people who think you can't avoid having a master. But I say, fuck it. You absolutely can't avoid having a master. Really? Just build your own income. Uh, be completely independent. I don't know about And that. then you can call a spade a spade no matter what. You mean and, among the realm of men, though? You're not talking about- Let's carry on to the next okay. clip. And because um, this is Sorry. just the beginning. Eric, right. I love Eric Weinstein. He's super smart again. I just want to make super clear. I'm not throwing shade. I, I love the guy. He's really smart but he's kind of losing it from a, a kind of intoxication of his own power. And this, it, it gets worse folks. So let's, let's, let's listen to the next clip. This is going to blow your guys' minds. It's absolutely batshit insane. Um, I almost forgot. I you did, but I didn't, but I didn't. First person outside I forgot this. Um, of me to get a look at geometric unity was Jeffrey Epps. Pause, oh, pause real quick. How did he know I was working? 
Pause wow. Okay, already. So listen to this. This is good. You buckle up, folks. Wow. I, if, I hope you're sitting down for this. This yeah, is going to get crazy. Uh, for those who don't know, geometric unity is his theory. It's Eric Weinstein has a theory, a physics theory. And by the way, Eric Weinstein's super legit, legit genius, and and he's a mathematician, super high level, legit mathematician. So I he have nothing. Monster. I have nothing. <laughs> That's I, fucking. I have nothing but respect for. I'm sure he has an, an amazing, fantastic, uh, innovative theory. Not even questioning that or throwing shade on that. But so that's what he's referring to when he talks about geometric unity, just so you know. And he's just saying that Jeffrey Epstein found out about it and he didn't even know. He said Jeffrey Epstein was the only one who found out about it and he didn't even know how Jeffrey Epstein found out about it. But now listen to him a few seconds later. Keep going. Here we go. Hang on. I don't know. So your ideas that formed geometric unity was something that uh, his eyes have seen? I was pushed to talk to Jeffrey Epstein as one of the only people who could help me. Pause. Notice this. Jesus. He just contradicted himself because he said, I was pushed to talk to Jeffrey Epstein. In the first sentence, he said he didn't know how Jeffrey Epstein knew of his theory. Yeah. And then he said he was pushed. Who pushed you, Eric? Who's pushing you? A little strange, right? I want to know. Eric Weinstein is constantly referring to these like mysterious outsiders who are pulling strings, yeah, right? Thing. They're going to take down Joe Rogan and his <laughs> friends. They pushed me to talk to Jeffrey Epstein. Who are these outsiders? Who are they? Who is this cabal? This who are these people manipulating you? Who, yeah. Who's pulling your strings, Eric? I want to talk with your puppet master. Anyway, it gets even weirder. Keep applying it. No, no, no. Listen to this. How, how does this, yeah. How does this connect? Okay. Well, first of all, my old synagogue, my old shul was the conservative minion at Harvard Hillel. And I believe it's called Rosofsky Hall after Henry Rosofsky in the economics department, who was a Japan scholar, if I'm correct. And he became provost or dean of Harvard. I believe that that was built with Jeffrey Epstein's money. And I wondered in part whether the Jewish students at Harvard all sort of passed through a bottleneck of Harvard Hillel. So that was something I found very curious, but I don't know much about it. Okay, weird, pause. Okay, first thing I wanna say, I fucking love Jewish people. I've had like close friends throughout my life who are Jewish and genuinely like Jewish culture is cool because they're really into intellectual shit and they have a strong intellectual tradition and I've always gravitated towards that. So I am not one of these people. Like I'm not even getting anywhere near anti-Jewish stuff. I fucking love Jews straight up. Have you been with a Jewish woman? Um, Yeah, many times, many times. Sexually? Oh, you don't need to know. They don't need to know about my whole history, but yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so- so, but just listen to what he just said. I mean, did you hear what he just said? This is like, like the most evil, paranoid, white nationalist anti-Semite could not have invented a story line as mysterious and sinister sounding as that story <laughs> that Eric, w- and he doesn't even go into any detail. He just says, yeah, he doesn't even explain it. He just, funny. he just throws it out there and <laughs> It's like, Eric, what do you want us to do with this? What do you, I I mean, weird, weird. I don't know. I don't, I I don't, but, but this type of thing, this type of comment referring to like shadowy, mysterious forces um, that are surprisingly close to his life. uh, This is becoming an increasing feature of his, of of all of his interviews. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is like what Eric Weinstein is all about now. This is, this is the type of stuff he's constantly talking about. So, okay. I, I, I have no idea what to make of that. I'm literally just not going to comment because it yeah. sounds very sinister and it sounds say, like there's a lot of data that he has for it. Um, and it's very, but it, it also sounds insane and evil and I don't know anything about it. 
So I'm not going to comment, but wow, just keep it playing. Yeah. I also found that Jeffrey Epstein hanging around scientists. I don't think that either you or Joe exactly, I mean, got me correct uh, in your last yep. interchange. Uh, for the record, for people who haven't listened to the Joe Rogan program, Joe has claimed that Eric Weinstein was the only person who has gotten laid. Paid. Oh, <laughs> paid. And you said you also got paid. <laughs> what? Man. All right, pause it. Was that a joke? Okay, so again, it's like there's clearly <laughs> weird back channeling going on between these guys, and then it bubbles up in their public appearances, and then they're like, wink, wink, don't tell them about that. Yeah, what the fuck like, was that? Okay, so if I heard that correctly, this is seriously, this is seriously bizarre. Like, I'm, I'm surprised that they publish these. Like, I'm surprised. Yeah. Like, for people so who are crazy. so paranoid, for people who are so paranoid, I'm surprised they don't. At the end of this, they're like, all right, we got to cut that one. So basically, fake? do you think there's faking this paranoia? No. I mean, so is it okay, just to recap for people who didn't catch that, what just happened was fake. Um, Lex referred to Eric getting laid, and then he's horny, and then Eric says no paid. Yeah. And then Ooh. Lex smiles. <clears throat> yeah. That ain't, and then that's not even a slip. That's Lex has no idea what Eric is trying to say, but he's clearly getting a wink, wink from Eric. Don't talk about that. It's crazy. And and mind you, everyone, this is in the context of we're talking about Jeffrey Epstein. So, again, I'm like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm certainly not going to throw shade on anyone's name about things I don't know. But it's like the, the only rational way to interpret this, when you give the world, when you give the public Internet this kind of inside baseball bullshit, Eric, where you're like, you know, kind of referring to back channeling messages that you might may or may not have had with famous people. And then you do this kind of wink, wink. We're not going to tell them about the secret that we're, you know, very proud to have uh, mm. slightly uh, dangled in front of them. Mm. Well, guess what? As rational people who don't have all of the details, we are going to have to take our best guess as to what's really going on here. And Ben, what does it sound like to you? It sounds like some perverted shit. It sounds like some perverted shit yeah. that specifically has to do with Epstein. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't, don't get it, and I'm not. I'm not trying to suggest anything. Well, it's either it's, that or it's fake. It's an act. And it sounds just... like they're literally saying that. Like that's. Yeah. Th it seems like that is the most rational, basic interpretation. Yeah. It's not a conspiracy theory interpretation. It's like the only sensible interpretation. When they're talking about Jeffrey Epstein, he's talking about how he used to know Jeffrey Epstein. He's talking about how um, he was pushed by yeah. unknown shadowy back. figures Can to talk with Jeffrey again, Epstein. Really? Yeah, just that bit. Just that bit. Sure. Oh. Weinstein was the only person who has gotten laid. Paid. Oh, paid. And you said you also got paid as a young man, right? <laughs> and yeah, he lied. I believe the word was laid, but oh. uh, allegedly. My hearing isn't so good at age 55. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Is that okay. a lie? So this is like, this is just insulting the audience. Yeah. It's basically saying we have we have secrets and uh, we want you to know that we have that secrets. smirk, that shit-eating grin. But we don't want you to know the content of the secrets. And then I can bet you what's going to happen. I bet you if Jeffrey, if Eric Weinstein gets a hold of this video, me just a simple, a simple man trying to make sense out of what's going on on the internet. If Eric Weinstein were to see this, he's probably going to say, how dare this Justin Murphy figure? This is so irresponsible. He's reading between the lines, imputing all these things to me. <laughs> I'm not imputing at all. You're chuckling and, <laughs> and sharing like weird secret, weird secrets with me in a way that you seem very pleased by, but it sounds quite <laughs> sinister, <laughs> honestly. Uh, and I'm not even saying anything. I'm just saying what the fuck is going on here? And it doesn't sound good is all I'm saying. Okay. So I, that, I think that's enough for this. I don't even want to go down yeah. this rabbit hole. It's like the story he just told about Jeffrey Epstein and uh, Jews and Harvard, like, 
if I told that story, I people would be like rightfully accusing yeah. me of you know like anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't even want to comment on that because I fucking love Jews. They're super smart and cool. And um, same. And I everyone who watches my channel knows I have no patience, not an iota of patience yep. with any of the white nationalist crap. Uh, so mm-hmm. I don't even want to go there. I'm just saying like he seems to. Like you can't call a Jew an anti-Semite, so I wouldn't call him an anti-Semite. But if he was not a Jew, if he was like a white dude, like YouTuber who was into like Western civilization or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I I would be like, oh, this is he's pe- this this person is peddling like anti-Semitic um, conspiracy content. But it's Eric Weinstein, <clears throat> so it's like okay, we're just supposed to listen to it and uh, be like, oh, there must be something smart behind it. Like, no, I think Eric is kind of losing it. He's kind of losing his marbles. And uh, I think, again, it's that social power, social influence is intoxicating. And a man his age, who's probably never had, you know, fame or, you know, public, public limelight, meets someone like Joe Rogan, gets a little bit of fame, and it's making him kooky, man. It's making him lose his, his center of balance. It's making him go on podcasts and say, like, bonkers shit. Um, And I think he might be going schizo. I think he might, he might be, he might. Maybe it's maybe this is a prolonged psychotic break or something because yeah, it gets it gets be. even it gets even crazier. Let's go to the next clip. Next clip, folks. It gets even crazier. So yeah. remember, uh, so context for this one. Remember, Eric has this theory. If you have uh, children in the room, please ask it, them to leave. It's this called geometric unity. And now we're gonna watch a clip. This is the one about blockchain, right? Yeah. So this he's is like unreal. so so he's basically just listen. He's going to basically uh, explain how his innovative physics oh, theory compares to the real accomplishment of Satoshi Nakamoto Crap. and the Bitcoin blockchain. What happened? Um, there's a double link here. So um, it's the same video. I have to find the other one. Just go to messages. Yeah. Just go to the messages app and grab it from. Yep. One yeah. second. Let's go. Cool. Now it's hard to do with these double screens, but I've got it. Messages. Yeah. Actually, so, didn't I send it? I sent it in notes. You can figure that out. I'll, yep. I'll, I have yeah, a good monologue. To, go. I have a good monologue before. So in a minute, we're going to listen to Eric Weinstein talking about blockchain, specifically Bitcoin, and how he is going to give us what he thinks is a better theory than the blockchain. He basically is going to propose that he has a theory that is better than Satoshi Nakamoto's theory of how to build a blockchain. He's going to give us the Eric Weinstein theory of a superior form of blockchain. And it's like, man, I wish I had the 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 gall i wish i had the gall it must be fun it must be fun i wonder if he's on like i bet you he maybe he's on like trt or something like that what's that um testosterone replacement oh yeah it it probably makes you a bit cocky yeah and uh, he maybe is like he He might be oding on trt maybe i don't know that sounds Um, right all right you got the one we want yeah i do so we're all good all right let's do this are you fucking ready let's fucking go let's fucking go okay i think you you might have forgot it again Oh, God. Here we go. There you go. All right. Okay. For some reason, it's... So when we get to the cryptocurrency, what I'm going to say is is that because we didn't found economic theory on the proper marginal revolution, because we missed the major opportunity, which is, is that the differential calculus of markets is gauge theory. It's not ordinary uh, differential calculus. Uh, we found that out in, in, in finance that it was stochastic differential calculus. We have the wrong version of the differential calculus underneath all of modern economic theory. And part of what I've been pushing for in cryptocurrencies is the idea that we should be understanding that gold is a gauge theory, just as modern economic theory is supposed to be a gauge theory. And that we should be looking to liberate cryptocurrencies and more importantly, distributed computing 
from the problem of this unwanted global aspect, which is the blockchain. The thing that is most celebrated in some sense about Bitcoin is in fact, the reason that I'm least enthusiastic. All right, pause it. I'm hugely. So just for people who are not following this, he wants to liberate cryptocurrency. Yes, because cryptocurrency is in great need of liberation. Cryptocurrency is just such an oppressed space when it's actually the most thriving and explosively innovative and liberating space there is. Uh, cryptocurrency is in no need of liberation. It's, it is the wild, wild west. And it's the, one of the most amazing, explosive forms of, of, of social energy that is kicking off right now. But Eric here, Eric wants to liberate cryptocurrencies from the shackles of the blockchain with what he's referring to, for those of you who don't know, when he talks about gauge theory, that's his theory, basically, more or less. It's, it's, it's a larger kind of school of thought or a larger kind of discipline gauge theory. But uh, he's, he's more or less refer. It's just it's super, super fancy math that I don't fucking know a thing okay. about and I, wish, I won't pretend to. Um, but what I do know a thing or two about is academia. Yeah. And what what the thing about academia that a, lot, that a lot of people don't understand is that if you don't submit to the discipline and pay your dues by citing the right people and fitting your innovative theory into the powerful subfields that define the field you're targeting, then you're, it doesn't matter how good your theory is. It just doesn't, it's not, it, sure. it doesn't count. It's never going to be counted. So what he, so he, he has this whole narrative where he says that his theory, he, he wrote a paper a long time ago and I think uh, submitted it to physics journals or whatever, or economics journals. He basically has a physics theory. He's a mathematician. He has a theory that comes from physics and mathematics that he thinks, as he just said, he was referring to himself there. He basically has an alternative theory that he, according to his claim, fundamentally changes the entire foundation of modern economics as we know it. All right. And what, and so he's public, he's tried to publish this before he's like submitted it to economics conferences and journals or whatever. And his story is that he was kind of always systematically snubbed by the economics discipline, even though he had this killer theory that completely in his view kind of, uh, proved or showed that the entire foundation of modern economics theory was wrong and that in fact it should be based on gauge theory which is this uh different discipline in mathematics okay so there you go or physics there you go um but now he's saying and you can say whatever you want about that but now he's getting into actually dangerous territory where he's just genuinely out of his depth i mean when he starts talking about blockchain here he's just genuinely talking about the things he doesn't fully understand and things that are actually somewhat demonstrable when it comes. So, so in a minute, I'm going to show you where he says something specific that I think just betrays an, an, a direct lack of knowledge about how blockchains work. But I just want to flag for people what's going on so far. Um, he's basically saying that cryptocurrency needs to be liberated from the blockchain. All right. And he's going to give us a theory of how to of how to have cryptocurrency without the blockchain. So let, let's keep it going. Let's go. Really enthusiastic about what Satoshi did. But it's an intermediate step towards trying to figure out what should digital gold actually be. If physical gold is a collection of uh, up quarks and down quarks in the form of protons and neutrons held together, the quarks by gluons, with electrons orbiting it held together by photons with the occasional weak interaction beta decay, all of those are gauge theories. Totally. So gold is actually coming from gauge theory. And markets are coming from gauge theory. And the opportunity to do locally enforced conservation laws, which effectively is what a Bitcoin transaction should theoretically be founded on a different principle that is not the blockchain, 
that should be a gauge theoretic concept in which effectively the tokens are excitations on a network of computer nodes. Pause. And hear that? Excitations. I told you he's horny. He's just yeah, horny. No, that's yeah, that's what on. I was thinking. No, okay. So listen. When I heard that. Yeah. So so wow. basically, this is where he's really getting out of his depth. Because here's the thing. Here's my challenge to you, Eric. If you are right, and look, you're fucking smart as hell. I I what wanna, do you think his IQ is? I don't know, through the roof. I want to believe you, Eric. I actually I actually would be convinced possibly that you have an alternative theory. But here's the problem, and here's where you're out of your depth. If you really have this alternative theory of how you could do this then you need to fucking go and build it. You need to get a team of engineers and you need to make it work because there is a ton of money floating around right now for these types of projects. And you're a smart guy. You could easily convince a lot of events, a lot of investors to build what it is you're talking about. There's no lack of money. There's no lack of energy around projects like this. There's no lack of engineering power. Who, people who want to work on the next most innovative uh, project in this space. So here is where I think, you know, as as just mono a mono. I have to say to Eric Weinstein, Eric, bro, this is where you have to put up or shut up. You have to either engineer this or you can't make these claims that are highly disrespectful to the in- extraordinary innovative engineering that's come down since the, 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 the Nakamoto white paper. So here I just call bullshit, build it or it's bullshit. That's my take. Amen. But let's, let's hear a little bit more about his, his theory. You want to hear more bullshit? All right. And the fact that let's imagine that this is some token. By moving it from my custodianship to your custodianship, effectively, I pushed that glass as a gauge theory Mm -hmm. towards your region of the table. We should be recognizing that gauge theory is the correct differential calculus for the 21st century. In fact, it should have been there in the 20th century. You're saying it captures these individual individual dynamics uh, much richer. Why should my giving you a token have to be, why should we alert the global community in this token that that occurred. You can talk about side chains, you can talk about any means of doing this. But effectively, we have a problem, which is if I think about this differently, I have a glass that is extant, you have a glass that is abstant. We're supposed to call the constructor method on your glass at the same moment we call the destructor method on my glass in order to have a conservation principle. It would be far more efficient to do this with the one system that is known never to throw an exception, which is nature. And nature has chosen gauge theory and geometry for her underlying language. We now know, due to work of Pia Milani at Harvard uh, in economics in the mid-1990s. That's his wife. Um, which I was her <laughs> okay, co-author right. on. He should say, like, disclosure. I, I, I would... <laughs> yeah, I love how he just names her like a fucking no, he's, robot. No, he's a good guy. He's trying to, he's trying to, he's trying to give credit to his wife. Um, but let, let it, I'm just letting people know. Play oh, it. Oh, cool. I wish to promote her as, as, as well as, as this being my idea. Um, we know that modern economic theory is a naturally occurring gauge theory. And the failure of that community to acknowledge that that work occurred and that it was put down for reasons that make no analytic sense uh, is important in particular due to the relatively new innovation of distributed computing and Satoshi's brainchild. All right, so you, you think- So I just want to make sure it's abundantly clear what we're just hearing there. What he's saying is that my wife and I completely disproved the, the cur- currently- reigning foundation of modern economic theory many years ago but it was system <laughs> it was systematically snubbed by the scientific community and now after the extraordinary and real demonstrable consequences of the satoshi nakamoto white paper and the blockchain revolution that has preceded it because their 
scientific theory that was snubbed by the scientific community was actually true all along. Now he is also superior to Satoshi Nakamoto because yeah. he never got the credit that he was due back with his theory of everything what that was rejected by the community. Well, I just think again, no disrespect to Eric Weinstein. I just think the power has gotten to his head. Yeah. He's a very, yeah. very smart dude. And it's amazing. And a wonderful thing that he has a big audience. Like, I just think that he should be doing like, he should be developing his theories yeah. by writing and by speaking and publishing on YouTube and publishing yeah. on his podcast. Yeah. What is gauge theory? What does it mean? How exactly. could you imagine a different kind of blockchain yeah. that's different than Satoshi Nakamoto's? That's what a healthy forward-looking, productive, non-resentful based sure. serious independent intellectual would be doing, but he's not doing that. He's fucking on clubhouse all day. He's doing interviews with like this, where he's talking about, you know, the man trying to take down yeah. Joe Rogan and, <laughs> and him and himself and his friends. And it's like, that is the sign of an intoxicated man. I don't yes. know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if way. he's, if he's maybe losing it mentally and maybe he does have some kind of accelerating personality disorder, whether that's um, I mean, that's kind of get so issues or, yeah. or actual paranoid delusions. I don't know who knows. It's not, I, I, there's certainly not enough data here for me to diagnose him in any way like that. Sure. I would never presume to do that. Um, I'm just saying that's one possibility. Maybe he's in a, maybe he's not in a good place in his <clears throat> life, in his own mental health. That I could mean, be the case. Good. I'm not saying it is, it could be the case, or it's my theory that here you have a very, very smart man, a very independent thinker, a, a courageous man and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and an articulate forceful speaker who I think has been intoxicated by a little bit of social influence, just a little bit too much social influence. And now he's just, he's, he's, he's all over the place. He, he thinks, he thinks he, he has this theory that uh, completely disproves modern economic theory and is superior to it. And now he thinks that he could produce a better blockchain than the one that we have now, or a, a better cryptocurrency that if I'm hearing him correctly, he thinks doesn't even need a blockchain. He literally said, we need to liberate cryptocurrency from the blockchain. So look, Eric, build it, get some investors, build that, build that cryptocurrency without the blockchain or else I think you should, you know, take a rest. I think you should take a vacation, maybe, you know, relax a little bit and recalibrate, recalibrate. I want you to, my advice to you, Eric, would be to take a step away from influence, take a step away from power just for a little bit, just for like a few weeks. Get your head on straight, get, get relaxed, get based and forget about, <laughs> forget about the numbers, forget about the followers, forget about, you know, porn stars and being able to talk to, being able to, being able to talk to attractive young women. No. And I'm not even throwing shade. I'm honestly not no, like, yeah. look, I'm 30, I'm no, almost, I'm 34 years old. I'm almost 35 years old now. All right. I'm, I'm a happily married man. I'm not young and handsome anymore. I'm like an oh, aging, I'm on. an aging middle-aged man. Shut the fuck and up. I'm saying I can You're a stud. And I have like one tenth of Eric Weinstein's following. All right. And I, in my own heart and soul, can feel in my own everyday experiences the thing that I'm criticizing him for or bringing to his attention in a loving and friendly way. Because I, I really do care for him. I just wanna, I just wanna basically, you know, describe what I'm seeing. And I, I hope you know he can, he can avert this. It is spiraling into paranoid delusions and, and delusions of grandeur that he clearly seems to be on the track of. Um, cause yeah, when you yeah. get a little bit of power and you know, you, you can get porn stars on your podcast mm -hmm. all of a sudden, uh, Do you, you think know, he fucks them? None of my business. I, yeah. I wouldn't go there, but, um, personally, yeah. but, um, all I'm saying is okay. that fucks with a man's head. It really does. And I just think that he's, he's drinking a little bit too much of his own Kool-Aid and for his own good, I want him to just take a step back because you know what? Here's, here's what I'll say. 
I actually believe this guy has very innovative theories. I would like, he should be publishing books. Why is there not an Eric Weinstein book yet? He should be doing original research and reflection, and he should be writing fire social theory slash mathematics theory slash, you know, economics theory. And he should be publishing that on his in- extraordinary platform that he built up that he built up for himself. Yeah. Like people like this have the power to do their own research and to change the world significantly by actually doing the work. But you don't want to, young men, if you're out there listening to this and you're a smart dude, maybe you have your own theories, maybe you write a blog, maybe you're a YouTuber or a podcaster or whatever, and you're genuinely really smart dude who's capable of genuine, valuable theory and, and creating it and putting it out there. You can't fall into this trap that Eric has fallen into where you just feel like, you know, you're you're neglected and it's unfair and you're being systematically ignored by the physics community. Like, guess what, people? Guess what, Eric? I'm sure you know this, but maybe you need to be reminded. Physicists and and professors at Ivy League universities get emails all of the time from genuine super high IQ savants with some theory of everything. That's like, <laughs> here's my gauge theory that re-explains all the foundations of modern economics. And guess what? Here's the thing that no one tells you. A lot of those people, those crazy outsiders who write those theories, the theory of everything, and they send it to that Harvard professor to get some help to have their paper shown to the world and given some recognition. Here's what no one wants to talk about. A lot of times those papers are very smart and they're very interesting and valuable in some way. There's always something There's always something about them that make them, from the professional academic standpoint, illegit or, or diluted. But that goes back to what I was saying before that typically – the whole, the whole point of the academic discipline, the whole thing that holds it together is that if you can't tie your innovative theory into the currently dominant pre-established literatures, then it doesn't, it just literally doesn't count. It's that, it's that simple. And so it, what we have here is a man who he is an outsider. He tried to apply a a kind of mathematics and physics theory to a, a whole, a wholly different discipline. It was rejected by that discipline, just like the innovative theories of everything that um, high IQ savants like to send in to Harvard professors all of the time, like weekly, like literally, if you're a famous professor in Harvard or something like that, yeah. you you receive weekly. Did you ever receive anything like that as a professor? Um, no, no, because that was yeah. a different type of field. I was never sure. that famous. I was never all that right. famous. So, um, right. and and no, this type of stuff is, is especially um, prominent because I know people who are physics professors and this type of stuff is prominent in physics and math, somewhat in economics. Like what it, about psychology? Like the Jeffrey? Get he might have had this experience. Yeah. You'd have to ask him. But yeah, um, be interesting, it's though. it's there. There is a known phenomenon where physics, math, econ types of people receive the nerd papers stuff. from random outsiders who have a new theory of everything, and it's often very very smart because you have to be pretty damn smart to have those kinds of delusions of grandeur. Yeah. Uh, but guess what? All of those papers get ignored, and Eric just basically seems to think that he's special uh, because his. Because the way that his paper was ignored, but all outsiders who don't submit to the discipline get ignored. And I don't, you know, I haven't read his paper, so I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not. I might be speaking out of school, but uh, <clears throat> that's what it sounds like to me. And yeah. I just wish that Eric would focus on. He should publish that paper. He should be blogging. He should be podcasting. He should be making YouTube videos that push the envelope of what he really thinks at the highest level he's capable of. But he's not doing that. He's doing like these bullshit interviews where he discusses and kind of weird, mysterious shit that doesn't seem to add up. Yeah. And um, cryptic. so, yeah, this is my, 
this is my this is my message to Eric. That's my diagnosis. I think I'm not sure that I have too much more to say. Yeah, because that was I think the last of our clip, right? Yeah, that was our last clip. Unfortunately, so, or fortunately. All right, folks. Other Life Podcast, baby. Sign up. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're listening here on YouTube, and click the little bell so you get notifications. We're going to be doing more reaction videos like this, and uh, you can also get this on your phone. So, um, yeah, subscribe to the Other Life Podcast wherever you get your podcast. And I also have this phone number now. So if you want me to react to some other video that you found, I want to hear and see the funniest, weirdest, most interesting stuff that you encounter. Uh, just send, you can send me pictures, gifts, videos, whatever. If it's good and interesting and on brand for us, we will analyze it and reflect on it and react to it in a upcoming, upcoming show. So yeah, we got some super chats that we, we ignored, do. right? So yes, all super chats go to Ben. So, um, Oh yes. Thank you so if much. If you have any more super chats, I'm happy to take some now. I know we had some before the, the yeah, outage go up, go up to the before top. we were like, canceled. hold on. Um, so yeah, let's try to go, go to the top. Well, it's not really letting me. So let's just go with this. Let's one. go to the first one you can see. Okay. So this is from Lev Polyakov, uh, $7.77. Good number. Love you, Justin. Looking forward to you coming back to break the rules TV soon. Nice. Nice little advertising for yourself there, Lev. But hey, fair enough. We're cheap. We're ch we have cheap advertising here. You throw up a super chat, tell them about your podcast. Fair enough. No, I know Lev. He's a good guy. Lev and Jules. They're they're cool. They're cool dudes. Uh, the Break the Rules podcast. Go check it out. Thanks, Lev. Cool. Thank you, Lev. Um, yeah, it's not, let me. Oh, that's okay. Just whatever you can find. We had like a fifteen dollar one and a five dollar one that we didn't address. Oh, uh, we ignored. On. Yeah. Oh, you know what? See if you can go to the YouTube page. Oh, and grab true. it. True. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Genius. All right. Um, can you throw up my phone number so people have yeah, it? Yeah. Let me do that. Okay. Yeah. So this is a new thing. I have a phone number now. So uh, Ben will throw it up on the screen if you're watching and if you're listening on the podcast. It's three zero three. Five two nine two zero four seven, and that's literally like my phone. That, that's going to go to my phone. So I, I use this like app to help manage it. But uh, I'm actually going to see your message, and you can save my number in your phone. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you. So I'm always looking for ways to actually get to know people better and be able to in integrate into the show a little bit more. You know, input input from people. So uh, we had a few super chats at the beginning that we're having a hard time finding. So yeah, sorry about uh, that. We wanted to sucks. we wanted to get to everyone's. Um, you might be able to go into my YouTube backend uh, if you I mean, go Ben on the browser. Yeah. Oh, you want me to go, if you go to the, to the back end of my YouTube? Uh, yeah, you have to go to like studio or whatever. Oh, um, fuck. yeah. So Ben look on the, do you see on the toolbar, the bookmark toolbar yes. down YouTube to the yes. left? Yeah. Go to that and then go to dashboard dashboard. Yeah. Then we go. And I don't know where you would find it exactly, but you can just try to, you yeah, can I'll try going to, um, if you go to monetization, maybe if you go down yeah, on the left there, yep. yeah, go down to monetization Got it. and then go to, um, super chats. Beautiful. No, no, there should be somewhere that you can, um, I just want to go to the damn video. Um, just one second. Hold on. Let me figure this out. Um, let's go live. Yeah. So we folks, we just have to figure out how we can accumulate the super chats so we can, uh, give people their shout outs, but we're fucking up a lot tonight. So. Yeah, we really are. It's Sorry. pretty bad. Pretty embarrassing. Just Google, like, how to... F well, so meta. Ugh. Yeah, or you could try going to analytics there. I'm just going to go in the If you go up. Chat. Oh, yeah. If you, let me do this. Does that let you go all the way up? It's very strange. I wish there was just an option to... Um, try going to... Um, uh, yeah, sorry. Or if, if, if the people... 
No, that's cool. Are still around. Oh, yeah, that's the right. Original if you, yeah, if you're still listening chats. and you submitted a super chat in the beginning, yeah. we lost them, so we can't find them. So, so you could just retype it and tell us, yeah. and we'll take we'll take your question. I remember there being a good one. Then if you go back to the monetization page, yes. um, there is some there is some option on um, there's some option to yep. yeah, down there. There's some option mm -hmm. to see um, merchandise supers. Um yeah, try. Yeah, click. Yeah, yeah that's the one that. we tried before. Uh, didn't really do. Much. No. See. Oh, there we go. There yeah, it is. There we go. Great. Perfect. All right. Okay. So we found the first it. one was from SWNS3 for five dollars, and I have to look at this. Okay. For there we five dollars. Do you retain any interest in pursuing a more traditional far left economic project, for example, communism, anarchism, project Cybersyn, etc.? Why or why not? Great question. Thank you for asking. Uh, so the question is, do I retain any of my kind of radical left-wing emancipatory longings that I had for mo most of my adult life? Yeah, absolutely. I, I and, and that's why nowadays I just don't use political labels. Like I just don't identify as left or right because it's 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 a lot of nonsense and it's just more confusing and chaotic than helpful nowadays because people are called all kinds of things on the left and the right in motivated ways. So though I don't use any of those labels anymore. Absolutely. I'm, I still have a strong kind of radical left impulse that I, I remain very, very uh, dedicated to and interested in. However, I just think that the communist impulse, which is a good impulse, it's, it's essentially the very human and very, very good impulse to care for each other in, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a radical way should be retained, but it should be applied on a small scale. This is basically the, the main the main realization I've had, I think over time that if you believe in radical egalitarianism, you shouldn't water that down just because it's hard to implement on a large scale. I think it's disastrous to implement it on a large scale. I I'm very much opposed to pretty much any use of force to implement or impose egalitarianism at all. Cause I think it inevitably leads to a kind of fascist vector that that's generally undesirable, but I do think that voluntary redistribution or voluntary egalitarianism in small groups is where it's at. And I think it's very possible. It's very, very possible to engineer it if, as long as it's voluntary and as long as it's in small groups. I think the possibility space for actually building and engineering a viable communistic social and economic system, a level of, let's say, you know, 50 people, 100 people, and they don't even need to live together. I'm not talking about like the old hippie communes. I'm talking digital I'm talking cryptocurrencies. I'm talking blockchains and smart contracts. I absolutely think that the possibility space has has hardly even been explored. I do think it is increasingly possible to engineer radical egalitarianism through digital technologies. And I think we should. I think we're obligated to. I, 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 do, I do feel deeply called. I also think it's very much a Christian imperative. I think communism and Christianity are, are very tightly aligned. The fact is we do have a deep obligation to take care of each other, even if it seems like it's impossible, even if we don't know how to do it. Uh, it is our, it's our ethical obligation to guarantee that every other pe every other human being has what they need to live a materially dignified life. Amen. And it's our obligation to figure out how to do that. Yes. Uh, we really do owe that to each other. I just think you have to also say that state centered or, uh, kind of force based models are all rotten and need to be completely avoided. Mm. So yeah, the, the solution is small scale and it's using technology and engineering and, and especially around incentives and, and, and uh, re really thinking hard about the game theory involved. 
and coming up with what needs to come up, coming up with what we need to come up with to make a, a, a solid egalitarianism viable and kind of game theoretically stable in a voluntary way at a small scale. What else we got? We have uh, one from Tundranaut for $15. Um, some money to help Ben get a healthy dinner. Hi, Justin. Oh, wow. All right, Thank Michael. So what's much. going on? Thank you. I, I know Tundranaut. Oh, you do? Yeah. Who is it? He's a, I would say a good internet friend what's now, his by name? now. Tundranaut, he's most What's active. Or on. is it, you don't want to dox him? Um, yeah, no, I don't. Oh, well, that's I, I, Well, I thank mean, you. Uh, I really appreciate that. No, he's not, he's not like super paranoid about any of that. Oh, great. Uh, I think he's, he's, he's been on the internet in, as awesome. Michael in different ways, but um, I won't say any more than that. But uh, awesome. Well, yeah, thank you. So yeah, I know he's a cool dude. He's one of those people I know only through the internet. I've never hung out with him before, but we have like a good friendship. Like, you know, we, we share we share information with each other about like our families and stuff. That's and awesome. uh, he's just a nice, wholesome oh, uh, middle-aged dude like myself uh, nice. who has kids. And, but he's also really interested in theory. So shout out to Tundranaut. He's also takes very nice Instagram uh, photos. Oh, cool. Something of a photographer. Oh, so shout out to, to Tundranaut and awesome. check him out if you want. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We have uh, another one from psycho Wojak for $6 and 99 cents Canadian money. Um, I don't know what that is. That is that translating it into USD or is that just that's Canadian it's money? Canadian money. Okay, I don't so know I'm going to have to do the math. Okay, that's more complicated yeah. than cryptocurrency. Yeah. Canadian money. How Honestly. much is that worth? I don't know. All right, what's the, the question? Fuck? No. Okay, so please go check out Dr. Judy Wood book. Where did the towers go? <laughs> Directed energy weapons are real and were used on 9/11. <laughs> okay, I'll look into it. Thank Thanks. you for that money. Generous. Maybe I mean maybe that explains what's going on with Eric Weinstein. Maybe he's got some energy weapons directed at him. Oh shit! I don't know. Wow. Oh yeah. Maybe. I mean, he's leaving us guessing. To, he's leaving us yeah. guessing. So our guess is as good as any. I mean, could that be related to the orgasm machine? Because the orgone accumulator. Yeah, yeah. I know he is horny and everything. I mean, yeah. Directed energy that. weapons sounds a lot like orgone accumulators. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but there's this theory that Barrett was teaching us the other day that the snowstorm in Austin, Texas, that shut down the power lines. Uh, shut down the grid it was caused by like orgone accumulators and the cloud buster yeah cloud busters invented by wilhelm reich the, the that's right psychologist. Yeah, that's, that's right he was like the renegade <laughs> student of freud who went his own way and had a crazy had some crazy theories which are very interesting and quite sophisticated actually um reich gets a bad rap as a loony he was loony in some ways maybe maybe but who knows uh time will tell mm. he was he was very sophisticated in some ways though he did proper science experiments he was actually really trying to uh, test his theories to his credit. Yeah, there's apparently a really good documentary. Anything else? Uh, no money questions, but there are plenty of comments. And if there's a good one that you want to favor so many. Uh, and, and highlight, oh we could we could take it. Yeah, let me let me through them. Um, we did all the super chats though. Yeah, we did all the super chats. To my all right, knowledge. gang. Unless you want to squeeze on the last super chat, I think we're gonna wrap this baby up. This is yeah. fun though. Thanks for everyone hanging out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and click the bell so you get notifications when we go live again. We're gonna do this more, so uh, it's super fun to do, and people clearly enjoy it. The numbers are like way higher than usual, so. You know, you know me, baby. I'm looking for the. I'm I'm growing that clout, that sweet, sweet clout. We're trying to grow the channel, and uh, we're trying to be creative and flexible about the different templates and formats that we use. And we're trying to see what really resonates with people. So you want to do one more for the road, or yeah, sure, why not? Let's see. Uh, this is like a random one. I'm just gonna choose. Um, yeah, we'll do this one. But again, I fucked it up by not activating the audio so i'm cool. gonna stop it but yeah i think this this is a this good is, send off for the yeah, audience good send off this is a really good really good vibe um i think you guys will really enjoy it and this is one of my personal favorites and uh yeah i wish you all the best god bless and uh here you are you're welcome 
He's like making love with this <laughs> cigarette. He's horny as fuck. That's called totally absorbing the nicotine. <laughs> it's called something else too. <laughs> it's called making love with the nicotine. Oh, you removed me from it. Oh, just totally getting in value <laughs> of the nicotine. <laughs> Double bump. Oh, his fingernails are disgusting. Like, okay, dirty fingernails are one thing. Like, yeah, okay, if you're a manual laborer or whatever, men, yeah, men sometimes have dirty expensive. fingernails. But there's like an, it's like dirt is jam packed under his fingernails. Zoom in on that. Yeah. Oh, let's uh, let's magnify this. I feel bad. I don't want to be mean to anyone. Well, it's but, not mean. It's just but he is. I mean, putting himself. Yeah. He's like filming himself. Yeah. Um, th- yeah, that is that, just, that is. I, I can't look at that. Take it down, please. Really? So, yeah. Does that gross you out? Um. Uh, yeah. Well, I. To be fair, okay. Oh, fuck. Let's give it. Let's give an honest appraisal of this guy. To be fair, I mean, he is. This is good. You know, he's being efficient. He's he's yeah, he's, he's conserving energy resources. This is like environmentalism, basically. It really, this, yeah. This is what I got. this is what an environmentalist look, looks like. He's trying to get every last ounce of nicotine out of that, <laughs> out of that cigarette, uh, as as a service to the environment. He doesn't want to waste anything. This is what happens with radical environmentalist ideology. Produces guys like this. Exactly. Just like, dude, if you're gonna do a TikTok video, just wash your fingernails. I just can't look at this. But I mean, look. I, I'm happy he seemed to be enjoying himself. He was That's clearly he was him. clearly Pure savoring joy. it. He was reveling in it. And I'm all for that. Uh to each their own. And joy is what you should optimize in life. Amen. Because joy is the feeling of power, according to Spinoza. Yes. And unlike hope, remember the guy we talked from we heard from earlier, the yes. the based black guy who was talking about how hope is bullshit. It sells in some ways, this guy who's sucking on this cigarette with his disgusting fingernails. <laughs> this guy who's making love to his cigarette with his disgusting fingernails <laughs> is in some ways the embodiment of that based black guy's advice. Yeah. Cause this oh, guy, sure. yeah. this guy is worried about hope. He's not looking to the future. He's not looking to the past. He's not nostalgic. He's not longing. He's not desperate. He, he needs nothing. He's absolutely content. He's in a state of perfect balanced joy as he sucks on that cigarette it's almost like he's sucking dick when he when he sucks yes. on that cigarette. He's putting it in his mouth like he's almost he's almost having sex with it on his lips. Uh, but to his credit, he is enjoying it immensely, and he's getting every last ounce of of joy and energy out of that cigarette. So maybe maybe I could learn to be more like this guy. Yeah. Maybe we all could le- be we all could learn to be more like this guy. And that's the thought that I want to leave you with. Just wash your fingernails and. And don't smoke, but uh, <laughs> yeah. in every other way, well, it's uh, in, moderation, you know, it's in right. every other way, be like this guy. Just wash your fingernails and don't smoke. Yeah. All right, folks. Thank you. This was fun. Subscribe yeah, to the podcast. Other Life Podcast. Best podcast by far. Ben, thank you for doing this. Yeah, of you course. made some. You made some money tonight. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. For Hopefully the money. we got some subscribers. Right. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on here at the very least the same time next Friday. But we might even do, try to do a few more of these or some other yeah, things. We I'm got down. some other things in the works. All right, everyone. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Joseph. Peace out. Thank you, everyone. God bless. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, you should send it to a friend. Just email it to them or post it on your social networks, whatever. And to learn more about what we discussed in this podcast or to send me questions to address in future episodes, please just go to otherlife.co and you'll find everything there. There's actually a ton of cool stuff on there. So check it out if you haven't already. Thanks again, folks. See you here next time.